welcome to this episode of the Sea Trade Maritime Masterclass Series. My name is Emma Howe, Director at Sea Trade Maritime, and today I have the pleasure of chatting to someone I've known for many years now and a very familiar face in the Middle East maritime industry, Nikhil Idnani, Honorary Secretary of the Institute of Marine Engineering, Science and Technology, referred to as IMRS and will refer to IMRS throughout this conversation. Nikhil has a distinguished career himself, but it's his role with IMRS that we will discuss today and why industry associations are so key to keeping abreast of industry developments, networking with peers, and in Nikhil's words, establishing knowledge sharing and learning opportunities that are given primary focus in an ambience of fun and a spirit of camaraderie where each person who attends truly feels they are part of the marine team. So Nikhil, welcome. I was greeting the maritime enthusiasts from the engine room-like atmosphere of Dubai. Today <laughs> I speak with, as Emma says, the familiar voice in the Middle East maritime fraternity. And more importantly, as the honored guest on the well-known Sea Trade Maritime podcast. Emma, I believe you've hosted the creme de la creme of the industry. And of course, the burning question on my salty lips is this. Did you manage to have His Excellency Kitak Lim himself grace this magnificent platform? There is a question. Um, no, we haven't, but it is our intention as the outgoing Kitak Lim to have a conversation with him. So watch this space or listen right. to this space, I should say. <laughs> okay, so let's focus on you today, Nikhil. So coming from a seafaring family with 10 years service on board and 18 years in shore-based management roles, you've been instrumental in making IMRS UAE branch a thriving community and a regional mm. benchmark for expertise in cutting edge marine technology. Tell us what drives you to volunteer for the IMRS UAE branch. And it's important to mention that this is a volunteer role. This is something that you do above and beyond your day job. Emma, my gracious host, you've hit the nail on the head with your perceptive question. Why indeed do I volunteer as the secretary of the IMRS UAE branch? Well, my dear listeners, let me regale you with a tale that begins in the bygone era of 1999. While studying for the advanced diploma of marine engineering in Tasmania's Australian Maritime College, my fellow aspiring chief engineers and, and I were given the honor of becoming student members of the IMRS, free of charge, mind you. Back in the day when the internet possessed limited capabilities and couldn't quench our thirst for project information, we relied on the Marine Engineers Review Journal. It was like a monthly gift from the IMRS and we eagerly awaited for it to land in our hands as that magazine held the key to our excitement, including the secrets of propulsion technology, engines, auxiliary systems, fuels, lubricants, and even the latest regulations. 
it was our go-to source and our treasure trove of knowledge. Those were the days. I confess, my friends, back then I was quite the technical geek, spending my weekends immersed in the MER's wisdom, absorbing every bit of information, while my classmates reveled in the excitement of the college's social gatherings and celebrations. But you know, as they say, every cloud has its silver lining. As I submitted my projects and delved deeper into my studies, armed with the MER's insights, something magical happened. My work was well received, my test scores soared, and lo and behold, at the culmination of my course in 2000, I was honored with the IMRS prize for the best overall performance amongst 25 aspiring chief engineers in the advanced diploma of marine engineering. And, and what's more, my dear listeners, as part of that esteemed award, I received a princely sum of 50 pounds sterling, just enough to hail a taxi from the campus to Launceston Airport, where I embarked on my flight back home to Mumbai. This is how my positive association with the IMRS began. Now, fast forward to 2004 when fate carried me to the shores of Dubai. Thanks to the benevolence of my ex-boss, Rob Banks, I found myself often attending the IMRS technical meetings in Dubai at that time as a regular IMRS member until 2012. Then in a stroke of providence, the then chairman of the IMRS UAE branch, David Short, proposed my name as the branch secretary during an AGM. And I ended up being elected as a secretary. It was a bit unexpected, to be honest. Either I was the one-eyed king amongst the visually impaired, or I reckon the members saw something in me that made them think I'd be a good fit for the role. Regardless of the situation, I was excited about the opportunity and certainly up for the challenge. David, if you're listening, I offer my heartfelt appreciation. I certainly hope I've lived up to your expectations. Since that momentous occasion, there has been no looking back. With the trusted honorary treasurer, Sheil Cabral, managing the IMRS UAE branch, my dear friends, has become a constructive hobby, almost a labor of love. I find myself playing a pivotal role in promoting IMRS activities within the esteemed Middle East maritime fraternity. With the right attitude and integrity, our branch has expanded its horizons, forging partnerships with innovative companies at the forefront of maritime technology. And do you know what the most thrilling part is? Technical meetings have seen a tenfold increase in attendance since I took the helm in 2012. Yes, you heard it right, my friends. We went from a measly 15 attendees prior to 2012 to an average of 150 delegates at every meeting, all eager to immerse themselves in the knowledge and camaraderie we provide. In fact, 
at our recent technical meeting sponsored by Chevron on the 26th of May, we were graced with the presence of 167 participants. And mind you, that count excludes myself and the two charming hostesses. You see, my dear Emma, it's in my blood, in my very DNA. Like you correctly highlighted, I hail from a seafaring family with captains aplenty. It's only natural that I strive to cultivate an extraordinary marine community where compatible professionals can thrive. And let me not forget the benevolent traits I've inherited from my grandmother and mother who dedicated their lives to social work. I reckon in their footsteps, I walk embracing the opportunity to serve and give back. So Emma, when you ask, why me? Why take on this voluntary role? I say, why not? Someone must do it after all. And who better a passionate marine engineer like myself? I'm here steering the ship of the IMRS UA branch with a steadfast commitment to uphold the values of the IMRS which is more or less in line with my personal ethos to create a maritime world that brims with excellence and benevolence. If IMRS were a woman, I believe our minds would sail together, united in a perfect sea of shared purpose and passion. Well, Nikhil, that was fascinating so far. And, and I think you well answered the reason of why you volunteer. But what I would say is that not everybody does volunteer and therefore yeah. credit where, where credit is, is due. And obviously to have achieved what you have by way of growth for IMRest UAE is, is exceptional. Keeping on IMRest, I mean, who can join IMRest and who should join and and I think we've kind of talked about some of the benefits of becoming a member and that's obviously the incredible hosted meetings that you gather so many people from the industry at but what yeah. else are the benefits you see the IMRS isn't your average run-of-the-mill club oh no we've got marine written in bold uppercase letters in our logo just to let you know, we are all about bringing together marine professionals from all fields. Whether you're a fresh-faced student eager to dive into the depths of marine engineering, like the operations manager of Steel Corps, Ruben Dias, or you're a seasoned mariner with years of experience, like Captain Tony Field, ex-vice president of LR Middle East, the IMRS has got a place for you. If you're new, we can connect you with a mentor. If you're experienced, you can become a mentor yourself. Join the IMRS and find your place in the industry, says the UAE branch secretary. Membership with the IMRS comes, uh, I believe, with a treasure trove of benefits tailored to your grade. Personally, I can attest to the wonders it has done for me. Not only has it supported my professional development, but it has also propelled me onto this esteemed sea trade maritime podcast. 
talk about raising my profile in the high seas of recognition. With IMRS, you will have access to a wealth of relevant information, nifty tools, and a network of 23,000 members scattered across the globe. It's like having a compass to navigate the ever-changing tides of marine engineering, science, and technology. Plus, let's not forget the sweet cherry on top, my prestigious chartered engineer status, courtesy of the IMRS and the UK Engineering Council. It's like having a, an internationally recognized stamp of excellence for relevant people in the industry to recognize. But wait, there's more. Picture yourself as part of an elite special interest group. As the name suggests, these groups focus on specific fields like biofouling or ballast water management or ship energy efficiency. It's like joining an exclusive club within a club where you can share knowledge, collaborate, and advance in your chosen field of specialization. It's the perfect opportunity to be the captain, or should I say chief of your own destiny. So, Mihardis, if you're intrigued and thirsting for more details about the bountiful benefits of IMRS membership, look no further than our trusty website, imrs.org. And if you're a fine soul from the Middle East seeking to join our ranks, please reach out to me via our lovely Emma or track me down through LinkedIn, or you can find my contact details on the IMRS UA branch page, ready to welcome you on board. That's great, Nikhil, thank you. It actually leads me to a, a, another question, and that is why is it important to be a member of an association? And obviously with so many different associations out there, which is great, for, for the maritime and, and shipping community, you can't be a member of all of them. Time simply doesn't allow. But how do you pick the right one? Yeah, being part of an appropriate association comes with uh, numerous benefits. For example, you gain access to valuable industry information through conferences and discussions, staying up to date and exchanging best practices. Networking is crucial too. connecting you with like-minded professionals who can foster business and personal growth. At this stage, I'm reminded of uh, Mr. Leroy Dias, the managing director of Steelcore, who's involved in various professional associations. While he doesn't talk much about his attendance at corrosion engineers and protective coatings meetings, he actively participates in the IMRS UAE branch meetings. Leroy's contagious enthusiasm and great sense of humor make him an asset at our gatherings. Although I'm shooting the gun off his shoulder, Leroy's LinkedIn comments reveal how he has greatly benefited from meeting customers and establishing valuable connections at the IMRS meetings throughout the years. Moving on from amiable men to honing skills, associations also offer educational programs and certifications for continuous professional development, 
boosting your skill sets and credibility. On top of that, they also offer a supportive community where you can get guidance and mentorship and at the same time build professional recognition and trust. When choosing an association, focus on benefits aligned with your goals. With the right association, your professional journey can thrive. While a successful person finds the appropriate place for himself or herself, I believe a successful leader finds the right place for others. And if I have to practice what I preach, then please feel free to contact me if I may in any way help you determine if the IMRS is the right association for you. Thank you, Nikhil. And I guess a question that is an obvious lead on from that is, should somebody want to join and come and see what an IMRS meeting looks like, what would they expect? What do you consider a, a normal IMRS UAE meeting? Uh, friends, let me share the exciting 26th May meeting of the IMRS UAE branch with Chevron. It was an incredible event where we embarked on a journey filled with insights and connections. Imagine an evening of elegance and marine expertise set against the backdrop of Dubai's glamorous Palm Jumeirah. We joined forces with Chevron, obviously a formidable player in the oil and gas industry, in fact, ranked 16th in the Fortune 500. And here's some great news. We extended a free invitation to all who wanted to enhance their marine knowledge. We warmly welcomed non-members into our marine community, creating an inclusive atmosphere. The topic of the evening was energy transition in marine fuels, lubricants and engine developments, which couldn't be timelier in our ever evolving industry. For two hours, Chevron Marine Lubricants and our esteemed guests engaged in knowledge sharing and what I would term as thought-provoking discussions. The panel discussions were made even more remarkable by the presence of exceptional technical managers like Sohail Nazir and Lakshman Kumar. Their fiery passion pushed the boundaries of knowledge challenging conventional thinking and inspiring all of us. But hey, it wasn't all serious stuff, you know. All work and no play makes Emma a dull girl. So we concluded the evening with a delectable buffet and refreshing beverages at the exquisite Taj Exotica resort for the 170 guests. What I believe as a fitting finale to an evening of maritime technical talks. At IMRS UAE, our mission is crystal clear to provide a, an impartial platform for world-leading technical research and facilitate knowledge sharing without discrimination or bias. Emma, we are always thrilled to have your esteemed colleagues, uh, Arshad Hussain and Peter Shaw-Smith attending our meetings. We take pride in promoting an environment where everyone feels like an integral part of our marine team. 
regardless of gender designation or employer this commitment to inclusivity and excellence has fortified the imrs credibility since it was established in 1889 and since we walk the marine talk we are delighted to receive positive feedback from our attendees who consistently express gratitude for the valuable insights gained from our meetings emma i shared with you a letter of appreciation from chevron in which the regional manager recognizes the imrs ua branch's dedication towards maritime excellence in our branch we believe that growth and progress are best achieved through collective efforts so if you're eager to be part of our future imrs ua branch events we will gladly add you onto our database our next meeting in fact will be sponsored by alcom scheduled for the 25th of august in dubai so if you would like to attend please reach out to me and i'll ensure you receive this invitation and future opportunities to get together marine engineering can indeed be a delightful voyage now what i perhaps haven't mentioned is that you've actually been honorary secretary at the imrs uae branch since 2012 and in 2017 you received the imrs president's commendation award and was selected in 2018 to be the global marine ambassador for the institute at its inaugural outstanding contribution awards in london i mean how did you receive those awards and how does it feel to have that recognition Ah, Emma, I'd also like to share my most recent exciting achievement with you. I had the privilege of winning the IMRS Global Outstanding Contribution to Marine Education Award in 2022, which took place in your neck of the woods. Now that I'm done blowing my own trumpet, please allow me to recount the series of events that led to this honor. Over the course of 3 years I had the privilege of collaborating closely with Captain Salim Alawi the president of Sea Commerce America Together we organized two successful technical meetings in Dubai one of which was on the topic of methanol as a marine fuel in September 2021 if I remember correctly The event received excellent feedback from Salim and his esteemed partners and i take pride in the positive outcome we achieved i must admit i'm boasting a bit since there's no one present to contest this self proclamation anyhow moving forward the imrs headquarters issued a call for entries for the imrs outstanding contribution awards 2022 and salim kindly nominated me in the contribution to marine education category A few months later I couldn't believe my luck when I received a message saying I won the award. So on the 25th of March 2022 I was all suited and booted at the prestigious award ceremony held at the magnificent City of London Guildhall where I was presented with a trophy and a certificate of excellence by the president of the IMRS. I reckon my passion for marine engineering and innovative approach to guiding the IMRS UAE branch was rewarded 
I must say, I felt extremely proud to have been chosen for this honor. Through my journey in the corporate world, I have encountered some skeptics who have tried to hinder my progress and limit my potential. Perhaps as a reaction to this deterrence, engaging in meaningful work for the maritime community brings me immense satisfaction. I try not to become a person of success, but rather to become a person of value to others. If you think about it, success is hard to define as it means different things to different people. On the other hand, value to others is, is more tangible and my idea of success. Speaking of which, you know, the real value lies in the work we do and not so much the applause that follows. But I must admit, getting awards like these propels me in the voluntary work with IMRest. It's like a boost of encouragement, keeping me devoted to IMRest UAE's mission of taking the Middle East maritime cluster to new heights of excellence. Listen, I've spent a solid decade working as a marine engineer on ships. I've inhaled those diesel fumes and I live and breathe everything maritime. So it only makes sense that someone with my background or someone similar could make a great maritime ambassador. Winning the Outstanding Contribution Award, well, I can't deny that it feels good to have my efforts recognized. It's important to give credit where it's due, don't you think, Emma? Absolutely, absolutely. And congratulations on that award. Thanks. You actually just um, made mention of the maritime cluster and, and in particular, let's look at uh, the UAE maritime cluster. But what, what role do associations play in helping to grow regional clusters? And, and let's take that focus on the UAE. Let me talk about the role associations play in growing the regional maritime cluster from an IMRS UE standpoint. Without wanting to toot our own horn and having knowledge of regional maritime activities since 2004, I consider the IMRS UE branch a remarkable organization that fosters maritime excellence and connections within the UAE's maritime industry. We've had some standout achievements that showcase our dedication. One notable event is TriStar Maritime Safety at Sea Annual Conference, a prestigious gathering under the patronage of the UAE Ministry of Energy and Infrastructure. As the IMRS branch lead, I successfully moderated the conferences in both 2021 and 2022, attracting industry leaders who value the well-being of merchant mariners. Additionally, our long-standing partnership with Sea Trade Maritime has been fruitful. This year, the IMRS UAE branch hosted the Innovation Incubator Pitch Session at the Sea Trade. Middle East Maritime Logistics Conference with great help from your colleagues, uh, Karina, Desi, and Joanna. We discussed uh, at the 
at that session, uh, cutting edge technologies and projects set to enhance the shipping industry's efficiency. We are proud to be recognized as one of the leading marine technical organizations in the Middle East. Our reputation has caught the attention of industry giants like oil majors, large OEMs and IAX members who seek to collaborate. We organize rewarding technical events where ship owners and managers, shipyard representatives, ship designers and port authorities gather to share information, make valuable business connections and get informed on cutting edge marine technology. Having said all that, our commitment goes beyond technical matters. We strive to shape a sustainable world, honoring individuals who share our noble cause. Captain Zarir Irani, Managing Director of Constellation Marine Services, partnered with us in a webinar, giving voice to the master of the ever given container ship during its grounding in the Suez Canal. Zarir's empathetic leadership and Dedication to seafarers' welfare earned him the Branch Outstanding Contribution Award. Through individuals like Zarid, we drive positive change in the maritime industry. And speaking of change, IMRS UAE is all about inclusivity. We hosted an inspiring meeting featuring the remarkable Miss Nyari Nain, a trailblazing superintendent engineer her courageous account of the challenges faced by women working on board ships sparked an engaging discussion amongst our 55 guests i shared with you emma an email from nyari in which she endorsed the imrs ua branch for our genuine support of diversity and inclusion we truly believe that Unity and diversity makes us stronger as a community. So, dear listener, come join us on this exciting voyage as the IMRS charts its course, accelerating change, and the UAE branch supporting the UAE's vision of becoming a global maritime hub. Let's make waves together. <laughs> I like that, Nikhil. Good focus a little bit on you. At the very beginning of this conversation, I mentioned that I've known you probably for a decade or more, which, of course, being so young seems impossible. But uh, <laughs> but one thing I will say, it's clear you like a public platform. I've seen you on stage more times than I have fingers. And you're supremely confident when you are on stage and that's not a skill that everybody has but I think many people would like to have. How did you grow your confidence and what tips might you have for members who are less confident about taking to the stage? Ah, The tale of a transformative journey in public speaking where personal triumph and unexpected beginnings intertwine. In 1986, my determined mother set the wheels in motion for my voyage of what I would say self-discovery. 
Reluctant at first, I found myself enrolled in a public speaking course that would change my life. As the course progressed, I discovered a newfound enjoyment in the art of public speaking. Through dedicated practice, seeking feedback and refining my delivery, I gradually built confidence in my message. My advice to you, dear listener, is to start small. Begin with familiar audiences and gradually expand your comfort zone, growing more confident with each successful performance. Remember, even seasoned speakers experience nerves. Only the wearer knows where the shoe pinches. Embrace the nervousness and channel the energy into enthusiasm and passion for your topic. Confidence in public speaking is a skill that develops over time. So be patient and seize every opportunity to take to the stage. Practice makes perfect. As far as delivery is concerned, I believe honesty and authenticity are key in earning trust and forgiveness. Just as on this podcast, if I were to make a silly remark, I believe and hope listeners would graciously forgive me. Even the most skilled orators have off days. But embracing uncomfortable moments is part of the journey towards success. So to those aspiring to take the stage, please embark on your personal journey of confidence. Though the waters may be rough at times, the rewards of self-expression and impact are immeasurable. Bon voyage, mates. <laughs> and now looking ahead to the rest of 2023, COP28 UAE is coming up, which is a very global platform for the Emirates. Emissions need to be reduced by 43% by 2030. Now, this is a question. Do you think the shipping industry is doing enough? And what are your personal thoughts on the next course of action? Yeah. Look, as the world moves towards caring for the environment, the shipping industry is facing new challenges. It's important to ask if we are doing enough to protect the environment as we pretty much sail into unexplored territory. In my opinion, the shipping industry has made significant progress in addressing environmental concerns. International regulations, such as those outlined in the IMO's MARPOL convention, have been established to combat pollution from ships. These regulations impose limits on harmful emissions and additionally provide guidelines for the proper disposable of waste materials. The IMO has also introduced mandatory measures, including the EEXI and CII ratings, which focus on improving energy efficiency and controlling carbon intensity. Ships falling within these specified limits can be deemed as doing enough, while non-compliant vessels may face penalties 
or operational restrictions. A growing interest in sustainability is evident with ship owners and operators investing in cleaner technologies and alternative fuels like LNG, methanol, and uh, ammonia. Energy efficiency and optimization initiatives, including hull design improvements and the use of advanced anti-fouling coatings, aim to minimize fuel consumption and reduce greenhouse gas emissions. However, I believe challenges persist on this maritime journey. The industry's vast size makes it harder to turn the ship around, as it were, especially when it comes to retrofitting existing vessels. Ensuring compliance with environmental regulations across multiple jurisdictions requires collaborative efforts amongst governments, international organizations, and industry stakeholders. So although progress has been made, the voyage towards environmental responsibility is far from over. Which brings me to last week's MEPC 80. While the jury is still out on the significance of the revised GHG strategy, and like you asked, Emma, is the industry doing enough within a reasonable time span? Call me naive if you will, but I am more optimistic about shipping's intention to decarbonize with meetings such as the MEPC and COP28 to keep the Paris goal of a cap on temperature increase alive. Of course, continued collaboration, innovation, and collective action are necessary to create a sustainable maritime future. Like the timeless message conveyed in Michael Jackson's Earth Song, we must reflect on our responsibility to protect and preserve the Earth, uniting to ensure the seas remain pristine for generations to come. And on that melodious green note, I hand over the con to you, Captain Emma. <laughs> Brilliant. Nikhil, it's been an absolute delight to talk to you. I think we've covered so much here from a little bit of personal background on yourself, a lot about IMRS UAE, which I'm sure has encouraged many of our listeners to come and explore and see what that's all about. And also a little bit looking at the maritime cluster for the UAE as well. I hope everybody's enjoyed this. As Nikhil has said, do reach out to him. There are multiple ways that you can do that through LinkedIn, myself, through imrs.org, I think you said, Nikhil. And we look forward to you enjoying this episode and Thank you, Nikhil. Thank you, Emma.